Hello, my friends, and welcome again to the Deeper Daily Podcast. I'm Paul, and it's the 10th day of February. It's also Friday. I hope that your week has went well. If your work week is coming to an end today, I hope your weekend is full of great things. Uh, We are excited about our time in West Columbia, South Carolina this weekend. We'll be in Poplar Bluff, Missouri next weekend. And then in the final weekend of February, we have Chapin, South Carolina, and Flowery Branch, Georgia. It is a full month from here on out. Uh, And uh, I hope that if you're in the area for any of those, you can be with us. Uh, I want to say thank you to those of you who have helped us along the way. The journey is uh, a group journey. We need your help and we thank you for it. We have now gotten, we should have gotten everyone's tax receipt out for 22, including those that came back because there's always address changes. So we, we have to, once those come back in, we try and find your new address if we can. Sometimes we have absolutely no way to contact people. And so um, if you expected one and did not get one, please contact us at the ministry. Uh, you can use the DDP email. Uh, we'll check that for those as well. DDP at paulwhiteministries.com. Uh, if you're an online giver only, say through PayPal, They don't always require a mailing address, so we emailed those receipts to those who are part of that. Um, If you'd like for us to have your mailing address on file, please contact us. Again, ddp at paulwhiteministries.com. And I just want to take a few seconds and encourage those of you who have never supported or have never donated to please consider doing so because a little bit goes a long way from a lot of people. If, If a lot of people give a little bit, um, we would never have to wonder, never have to ask. And I don't actually wonder. I, I felt like the Lord has stabilized my spirit on that several years ago about not being concerned with how we're going to do things financially. Um, he has provided miracles all along the way. But you are a source. Uh, you are a arm. Let's say it that way. You are a provisional arm for so many of those miracles And I don't take that lightly, and I want to say thank you, and I want to encourage those of you who have never given to consider doing so. PaulWhiteMinistries.com gives you several ways to do that. PayPal, cash, app, credit card. Uh, Also, Our mailing address is listed on the website at the bottom of the homepage. If you'd like to mail a donation, we always appreciate whatever you can do. Okay, I try to do that maybe once a month. Let's get, we got that out of the way. Let's get into Mark chapter 3, shall we? Jesus withdrew his own, verse 7, sorry. Sometimes I start reading and I think, oh, they don't know where you are. (laughs) Mark chapter 3, verse 7. But Jesus withdrew with his disciples to the sea. And a great multitude from Galilee followed him and from Judea. And Jerusalem and Idumea and beyond the Jordan. And those from Tyre and Sidon, a great multitude, when they had heard how many things he was doing, came to him. So he told his disciples that a small boat should be ready for him because of the multitude, lest they should crush him. This is an interesting passage from Mark in that it is all Mark. Um, Jesus doesn't talk a lot in the book of Mark, but most of the things that are written in black, which is the author, is really leading us up to a Jesus statement. This, however, is an exception. We do not get another Jesus statement until verse 23. So there's a run from verse 6 all the way through all of 22 
where Mark just talks. And just my own glancing back, that's unprecedented. That's that sort of length of him just talking, um, unless you consider the very opening of the book. But So Mark just sort of jumps in and gives this description of Jesus. And the reason I find it interesting is because of what he decides to describe. He describes this almost frenetic, growing, burgeoning, nearly chaotic experience around Jesus in the early days of ministry. So much so, and you've you've heard me say many times how Mark loves the phrase immediately or heretofore, you know, whatever, any kind of immediacy argument or statement. But he also goes back to the theme of great multitude. There's a great multitude in verse 7. There's a great multitude in verse 8. And there's a multitude that will crush him in verse 9. Mark's doing this on purpose. Mark really wants to show the reader the multitude and the size of the crowd. He even goes so far as to name off some communities that were represented, meaning people were starting to travel rather great distances to see this Jesus. Um, There's no indication that Mark thinks they're coming to hear Jesus because even in verse 10, he says, he healed many. And so it's, it has to do with the action of Jesus and this, it's almost like a rock star uh, uh, that's happening around Jesus. And I think why it's necessary here is because it's to show you how quickly the snowball rolls down the hill and picks up adherents. And yet Mark is almost 25% of the way through his book. He's only 16 chapters. Now we're in verse 3, so I know it's not quite that percentage, but we're getting there. And it's he's he's got Jesus in this explosiveness part of his ministry. Um at the end of the chapter, his mothers and his brothers are going to come looking for him, and, and he's going to reject that sort of natural family. So we're building. You can feel it. You're building to this big moment. Um, and Mark never really gives you the singular moment, except he's going to build to a rejection in Jesus' hometown, the beheading of John the Baptist, And then long stretches of just Mark telling stories about Jesus and what he does. And so Jesus' ministry sort of crescendos. And then Jesus, by his actions, starts to pare it down, which is a fascinating thing considering that that's the opposite of the way we build ministry. We build, if we had a snowball rolling down a hill, we just keep pushing the snowball and hoping there's more snow in front of it. Jesus seems to want to put the brakes on it, get in a boat, go out to the sea, stop the crowd. And you could say, well, Jesus knows he's got something to do and um, he, he can't let the crowd stop him from doing it. And that's absolutely true. But it's to show, I think, that even though the crowd's exciting, there's only so much you can do in the crowd you Jesus is there to institute or to proclaim the kingdom and to proclaim the kingdom takes discipleship the the turn that's going to happen after this story is Jesus is going to call the 12 and it doesn't mean the 12 aren't already with him it means they hadn't been called out 
So part of bringing down the mass hysteria is to start to disciple individuals. That's difficult to do in a crowd. If you've ever been a part of anything growing, it's difficult to keep individual relationships alive. Jesus seems intent on the individual relationship. We're going to get into this unclean spirits crying out tomorrow on the podcast, and we'll introduce the sermon coming up for Sunday. We'll see you then. God bless.